Hi and welcome to another episode of Nothing to Hide. My name is still Kevin and on today's episode I just want to talk about my recent experience at a local testing site for the city of Toronto. Um, our premier, uh, Doug Ford, has been very unabashed about the number of testing that's currently being done. Um, we're not meeting the targets that that were set. And so initially it was limited to frontline workers and things of that nature and you know people that are high at risk. But now he's made it available so that anyone can get tested. So I managed to go to sleep pretty early last night for me. Um, and I, I woke up early, um, picked up some groceries, and I thought, you know what, it's pretty early. I'm trying to do this, um, what did they call it? This fast where <clears throat> I'm trying not to eat for, I think, 16 hours, something like that. And so I typically don't eat until about between 3 o'clock and 6 o'clock, I would say. Um, anyway, so I, I drop off the groceries, get in the car. I decide to go to a drive through testing site, which was about 30 minutes away from me. And I, I get there, I arrive and they, I noticed they opened at 10 AM. It must've been around 1130 maybe. So an hour and a half since they've been open and there's a, a truck in front of me. He's speaking to the security guard and the truck drives off. And as I approach the security guard, I could see a sign that says, uh, we're full, come back tomorrow. And I didn't even bother talking to the security guard. So probably less than an hour and a half since they opened, they were entirely full for the day. So then I get back on Google. I see there's another testing facility at a local hospital. I think it was, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes away from me, from where I was from that drive-through testing facility. I go there and uh, I see, I don't know, maybe like seven people standing outside, um, equally spaced out. Looks like, you know, they're waiting to go in to get checked. I thought, okay, great. It doesn't seem like they're they're fully booked for the day so I park my car I walk up towards the the end of the line and I hear uh, the gentleman at the end of the line ask is this is this a testing site and they said yes do you have a number and he goes no I, I just got here but okay well do you have symptoms yes no it's like no all right just stay here we'll be with you shortly and then uh, a woman just got in line and then I, I followed soon after her and immediately um, someone came out, spoke to the woman ahead of me and asked if she had any symptoms and she said, she said yes. And then um, they, she got like line bypass and walked right through. And earlier in, in the day, I was coughing actually while I was... Um, after I went to pick up groceries and 
it didn't seem unusual, except that, you know, I kind of felt like I wanted to throw up while I was coughing. And then, and then it stopped, you know? So technically, I coughed. So the gentleman comes back out and asked me if I had any symptoms. I said, yeah, I, I was coughing. He's like, okay, cool, come with me. So I go in, um, there's a nurse standing at the ready. Uh, she also will ask, do you have any symptoms? I said, yes, I was coughing. And she said, can you please uh, sanitize your hands? They have one of those Purell machines right there, sanitize my hands. She took my temperature. My temperature was 36. I think it's 37 and a half where they're, they're concerned. So she gives me to go ahead to sit in this kind of waiting area, which uh, I don't think really like had any lights. Like it was really dark and, and you could feel the tension. Oh my God. If I didn't have Corona, I felt like I probably would have gotten it being in there, you know? So not to deter you from getting tested, but I, I completely understand why people wouldn't want to go. Like I wouldn't want my mom to go just because of the risk that she could potentially get it while she's waiting to get tested. Um, there's definitely like a lot of inadequacies and deficiencies um, just at the particular uh, testing site that I went to. And I'm sure it's like this across the board. I'm confident that there's more people that are choosing not to work due to the risks they pose to their loved ones or what have you that are sick, that tested positive and perhaps uh, don't have any symptoms for precautionary reasons, precautionary reasons. And so there's, there's definitely a gap. And so I don't blame the the hospitals or the testing sites that are conducting this because it seemed to me that they're just shorthanded that they're not prepared for um the number of people they can test um that being said uh actually before going in um while i was waiting outside I saw someone walk out and that gentleman that was uh, ahead of the woman ahead of me asked that, that gentleman, like, did you get tested? How was it? Blah, blah, blah. And he goes, it was fine. They do a nose swab. It's, it's uncomfortable, but it's, it's okay. And he goes, uh, I waited two hours, two hours because not including the people that were waiting outside. Um, which was at that time, maybe six or seven people, I think there must have been about, I'm going to say around 12 people in my particular waiting area, which was isolated to people that had symptoms. So that was almost like another mistake thinking, you know, I might be able to circumvent the line a little bit because I was coughing earlier although I don't think I have it. And I was put in a room with people that think they have it. So, and they separated those that did not have symptoms and perhaps are just working in an environment that is high risk or perhaps 
they were made aware of someone in their working environment that that did have COVID-19. So they went to go get tested. So they had a separate section for those individuals. Neither here nor there. I'm sitting, I'm waiting. And um, I really appreciate how thorough um, the person that's kind of taking down your your health information, your, your personal information, how thorough they are with maintaining um, a sanitary environment, uh, not only for everyone waiting, but more importantly for themselves. So uh, I think when I got into the waiting room, I was number 40 and uh, they just called up number 30. So there is about a 10 person gap. Fine. That was at, I'd say, 1230. So then uh, about an hour goes by. Um, I have my phone, I have my AirPods. I'm catching up on my podcasts. And um, I hear uh, 33. They called up 33. And the woman that's calling, she's wearing a mask as well. And uh, she she can't really project her voice. Even without my AirPods, I could barely hear her. And, uh, you know, I'm struggling to make sure that they don't miss my number. And you can tell that everyone was just like out of 10, 10 out of 10, nervous, tension, you know, what have you. Um, the woman that was ahead of me, who said that she had symptoms, uh, and clearly she did, she was coughing nonstop and, uh, she didn't want to sit in the chairs, which they had spaced out. So you're just one chair length apart from each other, which is obviously not the recommended standard set by. Um, the federal government, the provincial government, the city of Toronto, but neither here nor there. And they marked off the chairs not to sit in by masking tape with an X on the chair. It was no surprise to me that there was a woman that was sitting in one of those chairs that had an X in it. And the poor guy that was kind of, you know, trying to maintain social distancing and all that, had to remind her, the chairs with an X are the ones you're not supposed to sit in. You know, it's not, it doesn't surprise me that someone was sitting in one of those chairs. Anyways, so the woman ahead of me, um, who was who was clearly sick, hopefully she does not test positive for COVID-19. Um, she, she was so restless and I think she was, and the number of germaphobes that are being created, if there weren't a lot already, it's just probably going to be astronomical. She didn't want to sit in the chairs. I totally get it. I didn't want to sit in the chairs. But I think based on the number of people in this room, it was very difficult to control the walking areas for people to get through when they're being called up or or whatever. And so they wanted to make sure that everyone was sitting. 
I think that they probably had more people in the room than they should have, in my personal opinion. But I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, you know, this is, this is their setup. And so I'm waiting, they called up 33, now I'm waiting for them to call 34. They don't call 34, they had someone from another room come in and sit down with the one lady that's assigned to our section. That's fine. Then they call 34, two people stand up, they both go up and the, the woman working the desk asks, are you guys together? And they're not. And she goes, I call 34 and they both hold up their ticket. They, they both have 34. So I don't know, like the, the gaps are just a lot. <laughs> like they can't get, they can't get their numbers right. They have multiple of the same number. Um, yeah, anyways, so another hour goes by, they're at, um, 40, they're finally at 40, and between each person, um, the woman will remove the gloves that she initially had, she'll sanitize her hands, she will move some papers around, I think, for the processing the person that they were they were just seeing and then go to the back maybe to get a new mask or fresh air who knows there's i'd say maybe about like a 10 minute gap between each person and then um just so i don't miss my turn i thought i would i would just go up because I'm the next person. So, excuse me. So I'm, I'm standing in and around the area where you're being processed and she's coming back and she goes, did I call you? And I go, well, I'm, I'm next. She's like, but did I call you? And I said, no, you didn't. She's like, can you please sit down until you're called? I thought, wow, she's having a day. Now, I get it. You're being paid. You're just seeing a lot of sick people. You know, this wasn't the job that you wanted to do, but your parents forced you to do this, right? Whatever the situation is. Um, you've been working without breaks for the past, you know, three months. You haven't gone home, you haven't taken a shower. I get it, you know, you're overworked, I hear you. But all things considered and understanding the number of people that are uh, terrified of having this uh, virus and the amount of tension that's there, um, prior to me approaching um, the desk, uh, the one gentleman that was trying to maintain crowd control and, and all this stuff, uh, he, he was, he actually said, do I need to speak other languages? Because there was two people that were standing up, uh, to tell you to sit down. 
And the one woman was like, can I stand? I don't, I don't feel comfortable sitting. And he goes, I forgot what he said, but he said something really sarcastic. And, um, and then everyone sat down. <laughs> and, and the woman that was processing each person's information asked, uh, obviously told me to sit back down. I said, okay, that's fine. You know, I sit back down and she's taking her time. She's taking her time. And I just go back to listening to a, a podcast. And there was a situation that was taking place next to me where a couple who came to get tested was just asked to sit next to each other by one nurse. And the gentleman who's trying to police everyone and ensure everyone's sitting down asked that they don't sit together. Because in order to sit together, you're, you're going to be sitting in one of those chairs that has the, the X, marking, X marking on it. So they, so she goes, I just told you to sit together. And they're like, but your, your coworker just told us to sit apart. And now I'm going back to sit down. And she goes, oh, were you sitting? I'm like, no, 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 I, it's okay. So I just sit down and then, and then she leaves. And then the woman that's processing each person finally calls me, right? I think it was another five minutes from that point. I go up, I sit down, I go, I ask, how are you doing? And she goes, I'm fine. I go, really? Because you seem a little upset. And she goes, what, what makes you think that? I go, well, you're a little short. Like you're being short with people or with me rather. And she goes, no, I'm having a great day. I'm like, okay, as long as you're happy. And she was just silent. Never cracked a smile. If that's her happy, I'd hate to see her have an orgasm. Just deadpan. In any case, um, she asked me for my address, my date of birth, all the, all the usual questions. I say yes and no to a couple questions, and then she tells me to go sit back down. I, I tell her that I hope she has a good day and that she feels better. She didn't say anything. I sit back down, and then I notice that she got up and left and she didn't come back <laughs> and a new a new lady came back so I think it was safe to say that she either needed a break or took a break I waited another who knows uh, another 10 15 minutes I think it was longer it's probably like maybe 20 or 30 minutes um, this woman finally calls my name and, uh, I go with her, I sit in a room and she's asking me for my, for what my temperature was when they initially took it when I, when I went in, which was again, 36. And she goes, do you have any symptoms? And I said, yeah, I had a cough. And she goes, you're not supposed to be here. And I go, what do you mean? She's like, 
I'm only monitoring the people that don't have symptoms. And I go, but you call me, I don't know. What do I know? You call my name, I came up, right? And I told her, since she, since I got to um, the testing site, uh, I stopped coughing. I didn't have a single cough. And so, so she just goes on and uh, I was telling her, this is an amazing place, you know? I, I was coughing earlier and now I'm not coughing, I'm cured. Made her laugh. And she had to get the other woman who's testing everyone from the symptomatic side and to get her to test me just to maintain and i could hear them going back and forth like i'm just one person and like i know but i'm just one person too like it was all in all it was an awful experience from beginning to end um i don't know if you are someone that is working in an environment that's high risk or like myself i wanted to get tested because I do see my parents from time to time and I don't want to risk getting them sick. So I wanted to know for myself, but um, it was, it wasn't a good experience from beginning to end. And I just, I know that they're probably short staffed, they're overworked, they're underpaid. But they have choices. And I don't know. I'm not, I'm not an expert. So, yeah, that was my experience getting tested today. Um, I don't know if I want to get tested in the future. Or maybe perhaps once the majority of the population has been tested and it's not as um, out of control, maybe perhaps I'll get tested again if I need to. But what I would recommend is try to call in advance if possible. Try to, try to see if there's any way you can get some information around the testing sites. If you're not sick and you haven't been exposed to anyone that was sick, um, I would recommend maybe delaying the test um, unless you're aware of, again, the, the wait times and what have you. I know most of us aren't doing anything, but to be honest, I would rather be doing nothing than be waiting in that environment. It wasn't like it wasn't like a pressurized room or anything like that. So, you know, everyone's breathing the same air. It was it wasn't comfortable to say the least. So that was just my experience getting tested. Um, I'm gonna be getting the results in about a week. I was given a form on how I could find out my results. And uh, they took down my family doctor's information, so he'll also get the results. And yeah, so by next week, I should be able to confirm whether or not I am uh, positive or negative for COVID-19. So on that note, 
I hope you're all staying safe. You're all taking care of yourselves, taking care of each other. And uh, I'll catch you next week. Thanks.